Welcome to episode 16 of the Perlo Podcast, top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country. I am here joined by Mathis. What's up? Adam. Good morning. And I am your host, Shane. We are doing it on Zoom again. Before we get started and tell you about our show, I just want to apologize for last week. We did not realize that the music was not loud enough and you could not hear it. In a lot of uh, ain't no we there. I think if you check the tape, you can hear Mathis and I going, no one can hear this. Who's we, Who's we, white man? You did that. Don't say that, Kimosabi. That's you, bro. I, I am the one who played the music not loud enough for you, the listener, to hear. But we do appreciate you uh, enjoying that episode as much as you can. Uh, we're sorry that Bonanza and... Rawhide did not make the list. We're sorry to those in Bono for that one. <laughs> the format of this show, if you've never listened, is I will provide these two gentlemen, Mathis and Adam, the world-famous listers with a topic. They then take that – they get about three or four days. They take that topic, and they create a top ten list with it. They send it to me privately. I then put it on a piece of paper, and then I – announce those lists throughout the episode and they debate why they're mad that they had this person at 10 and that person at three or why this person was on the list and the other person was not. I then also provide notable omissions, guys that, sh that I think should have been on the list or could have been on the list that they did not add. Today's subject is top NBA players of all time. We cannot wait for the controversy at the top of the list. We know this one's going to spark debate. The reason we are doing this is because everyone in America, they're in this lockdown. We are watching The Last Dance. Guys, you've watched The Last Dance. What's your favorite so far? The cocaine, the cocaine party is amazing. <laughs> yes, and, and him really trying to dance around ever being involved with cocaine or anything like that has been a lot of fun. Somebody else said the fact of that he has not acknowledged that he was married before the girl he's dating now. Like, Juanita Jordan is nowhere in this documentary. Like, he has kind of whitewashed her out of that particular time. And she was not, like, in the book. Like, she was there with him the whole deal. I also really enjoy, like, the glimpses of what a degenerate gambler he is. Like, the way that Phil Mickelson is a degenerate gambler when he's playing the, the quarter toss game with the white guy with the jerry curl. I love that guy. I think that's uh, everybody's favorite scene so far. But just his love of gambling. And everybody's like, oh, what a competitor. And I'm like, mm, that's just degenerate gambling. I've seen it before. <laughs> My thing about gambling, though, is that, like, the problem with gambling when you're an athlete like that is the thing about athletics is if you work hard enough, you know, he's able to overcome as an athlete. That's not how gambling works. Yeah. No, <laughs> you cannot will yourself to make those dice roll correctly. No, go look up Charles Barkley in gambling and take yourself a little trip at somebody really losing some money. It'll be Charles Barkley. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, my God. Well, he can't read, so all he's got is gambling. Ooh, hot take. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I'd be talking trash about Floyd. This thing Listen, is big. He might come looking for you. First of all, Floyd Mayweather ain't ever going to worry about me. Second of all, I don't have to worry about fighting Floyd Mayweather because I'd be knocked out after a two-piece to the dome real quick. Like. <laughs> Well, you, well, let's be real. You outweigh him by about 180 pounds. What am I going to do? Tackle Floyd Mayweather and sit <laughs> on him? So my fa my personal favorite episode so far has been the Rodman episode. I know people are saying episodes five and six were great, this, that, and the other. Nah, the Rodman episode when he goes to Vegas and Jordan, Michael Jordan, the degenerate gambler, you know, we all know his stories. He's the one that has to fly to Vegas to get – Rodman out of the bed when he's sitting there with Carmen Electra. You can't tell me that's fantastic. Could you imagine that happening with today's athlete? I mean, he's first of all, they tell me he comes back and they were going to run him to get in shape, and he had not lost a step. Yeah. He spent four days just drinking and partying and having sex with Carmen Electra, not run one day, not doing anything else, and he just ran like he could, he was totally in shape. Like that's so impressive. I think what I appreciate about the Robin episode is. The fact that if you want to talk about effort of an athlete, 
I don't know that anybody and anything has ever played harder than that guy. Like, I, and that and that's impressive. And willing, he was willing to score zero points. He did not care. No, that his role was to get rebounds and to play defense. I mean that you know outside of the pink hair and the partying, he's a great example for athletes. Yeah, you athletes. can. Make, and it was funny. And think about this: they talk about the crazy thing Rodman has done. He didn't really get like arrested, and he didn't beat women, and he like you know he was nuts. He was absolutely crazy. But like he didn't do the stuff that we think of as horrific that you see now. Like, I mean, you think about things that like absolutely just terrible that you see out of some athletes. He didn't do that. He was just, you know, did crazy stuff. That's a great point. Did not, did not consider that, and you're 100% right. But, yeah, you, uh, you, you brought up a great point. The effort of Dennis Rodman is uh, very admirable and uh, should be talked about more with young athletes. You so, can make the argument he ran Larry Bird out of the league. Wow. Because when he – hey, listen, when it came down to it, you think about when Bird started really his decline. Robman shut his country butt down. Like, that is – I mean, that's like – that's a real thing. And then the Celtics don't shake hands with the bad boys, and the bad boys refuse to shake hands with the Bulls. Hey, I, I, I think we're doing some revisionist history real quick because I just went to look up if Dennis Robman had any legal troubles. Sweet Jesus, he had some legal troubles. Oh, he did? Oh, my God, yeah. They just didn't cover it as well, I guess. Yeah, he settled several lawsuits out of court for sexual assault, public drunkenness, misdemeanor battery on Carmen Electra, drunk driving, uh, code violation in a restaurant he owned, another drunk driving, a hit and run, hold on, uh, driving under the influence. He is not a great model outside of his effort in the court. In 2019, he slapped the man. He got a misdemeanor battery. Oh, well, in that case... Let's change the subject on that. Then the idea is that the media did not cover that crap because you, I, I never remember hearing about it. Do you? No, no, never. Like maybe, hey, maybe, <coughs> maybe today's athletes have a point of which is that if anybody was, it's the, it's the LeBron Michael argument. If Michael Jordan was covered the way LeBron James is, you would feel the same way about him. Yes. Like it's the, today's today's media is about tearing a guy down, not about building up heroes. Yeah. No. And, and you can see in the MJ documentary that, that that's kind of the beginning of the teardown when his dad dies and they're like, it's a conspiracy because he's a gambler. Like, that's kind of the start of that era of let's tear him down. Yeah. So, and I think it's also funny. The guy who wrote the Jordan rules, though, swears up and down that that was not – he did not get pushed out of the league. Like, he was like – and he's the one that wrote all that stuff. Sam uh, – I think Sam Smith is yeah. his name. He was like, you know – you believe this? David Stern would have got down on his knees and begged and kissed Michael Jordan's feet to get him to stay in the league with how much money they were making. Well, I say, I think maybe later on there's ten episodes of the of the Last Dance, and we do top ten lists. So maybe we look at that eight, eight of the ten episodes and break it down uh, once it's over. We got the last two episodes coming up this Sunday, correct? Yes, sir. Good. So I'm excited for that. So let's it's get like into Tiger it. Tiger King, Black people. Yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> let's get into the list, boys. Top 10 NBA players of all time. Let's go into our notable omissions. First notable omission, the big O, Oscar Robinson. Um, I like Oscar Robertson. I mean, he played – he's kind of the first big guard. You know, he's 6'4". Um, you know, that's kind of what he was. He played – he just kind of out-muscled people. But the hard part with Oscar Robertson is he played for, I think, Cincinnati, which doesn't exist anymore. And he's kind of lost in the shuffle. But he did average a triple-double. Um, but he also was physically better. I'll be real. My list is very, like, 85 on heavy. Yes, same. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. If anyone ever puts someone like Bob Cousy in the top ten of their list, their list is automatically in- invalid. I'm 100% confident that I could beat Bob Cousy in a one-on-one game. <laughs> I am not confident that you can beat Bob Cousy in a one-on-one hey, game. Best Bob Cousy story. Bob Cousy at uh, they filmed Blue Chips. They were doing free. He was shooting free throws while talking to Nick Nolte, and he hit sixty straight. And that's the only basketball skill he had that would translate to today's game. All right, the next notable omission: the Dream Shake, Akeem Olajuwon. 
I, I really actually do like Akeem Olajuwon. I like the old Houston Rockets, like Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon. I just couldn't see him replacing some of these other dudes in the top 10 list. And I've seen top 10 lists where he is a top 10 guy, but I just I felt like he was not one of the 10 best to ever play. I've got four big men on my list, and he's not. He's just not better than them. I mean, I just I yeah. At, I don't ever feel like Hakeem was the most dominant player in the league. I just, no. I, and I I know he won those two championships, but they always had that asterisk beside him. Even though I think that they would have had a hard time beating, I think that Rockets team had a chance to beat the Bulls based on how they played the Magic. Thing that gets lost in translation is the second Rockets title. Jordan was in the playoffs. Jordan got beat by Nick Anderson. All right. The last notable omission and the most notable omission is the logo, Jerry West. No. No. Just and no. Think, and you know, Jerry West is great, but he his thing, every time about the points he scored, he was a gunner. Like, the, he is the of the Pete Maravich mode of throwing that ball at the basket. Like, that's what he did. Um, and a great competitor and a good player, but just not – he's not better than the guys that are on my list. He's not – I mean, he is a less impressive version of Steph Curry. Brings me to my next point. We need to change the logo. All right. Let's get into the list. Each guy submit their top ten list. We have eight crossovers. Um, as to be expected with a top ten NBA player list of all time. Uh, so, we'll really make a heavy point to argue why they um, – uh, rated them where they rated them. And we'll also, we have two players that aren't crossovers on each list, so we'll make sure we talk about them as well. All right, let's get into the list. Mathis is number 10. We'll see later on Adam's list. So Adam's number 10, Wilt Chamberlain. You had to put Wilt Chamberlain as one of the 10 best players of all time. No, you don't, but go ahead. How do you not? How do I not? Well, the fact that he won, I think, was it two titles the whole time he was in the league? Yeah. Combined with the fact of – Again, it's the argument of he was – there was one guy. He wasn't – first of all, he wasn't better than the one guy who was in the league with him. Like, it just – I mean, he wasn't better than Russell. And he scored a lot of points, but he shot, he was super inefficient. I mean, you know, and, and today, translate it out. If you look at best player, you look at today, he's not – I don't think he'd be that special. I just don't – I. Wow. Yeah, that's it. I said it. Then Will Chamberlain would not be that special. Guy who led the NBA in rebounding 11 seasons would not be good at all. When you're playing against Donnie Nelson, I don't think that counts. <laughs> Donnie Nelson. <laughs> you know, when, you're playing, when you're playing against Buzz and Bucky down there in the, in the uh, low post, it's a little different. One time a year he had to play against a really good center, and that was Bill Russell. And what happened in those games? He, he would lose to Bill Russell. He would lose to Bill Russell. He would lose right. to Bill Russell. Speaking of good centers, Mathis is number nine, Shaquille O'Neal. Most dominant the most dominant player for multiple years in the NBA. There was literally when you ask people who's the best who would they trade their whole team for, it was Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, and I actually like Thin Shaq coming out of LSU a lot better than I like John Norman Shaq even though the L.A. version was an absolute beast. He was the best player on three of his championship teams. And that's going to come up later in one of my other arguments, is that he was the – what made those first three Laker championships happen was the fact that he, he was getting triple teamed and still yoking on fool's head. Dude, even in the twilight of his career – I wouldn't necessarily call it the twilight because he had some doo-doo years of the Suns and the Celtics. But even, like, in the midpoint of his career when he was with uh, the Heat, Shaq was still pretty damn good, like still pretty damn, you know, dominant. Listen, when he went to my, when he went to Miami with Dwayne Wade, like he was the second best player on that team. Yes. And you're talking about that. I think he was 12 years in by that point. I mean, and let's be real. He would have, he would have five championships if Carl Malone hadn't gotten hurt. Carl, that team with Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, and Kobe, like Carl Malone was their best player in the playoffs and he got hurt which realistically would have given them another title over that god-awful have-to-watch-him-Detroit Piston team. Uh, oh, my God. Freaking Larry Brown. God, what a te- – I'm telling you now, and everybody tried to act like this old blue-collar. Dude, Rasheed Wallace was out there just yelling at referees 
going off like a freaking beast. Rasheed Wallace is yelling at referees. Ben Wallace is punching people in the face. Yeah, I mean, Rasheed Wallace led to one of the great Chappelle show moments. Rasheed Wallace. Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We already discussed this guy, but he's number nine on Adam's list. And he's number eight on Mathis's list. Oh, nice. We have him in the same area. Yep. And if your argument is he won the most rings, he has to be the greatest. If that's your argument, then this guy should be your number one. That's Bill Russell. Go ahead, Adam. No, I mean, like, I, look, you can make the he's got the most rings, he's the best guy, you know, argument that, like, Bill Burr and probably every goon from Boston is making. At the end of the day, the dude's career is – Pretty damn good beyond the championships. MVP, multiple, like, five-time NBA MVP, 12-time All-Star. Like, dude's a stud. And, like, you know, Burnett made the good point. Like, when he would play some of the best, like Will Chamberlain, he kind of shut his ass down. I like Bill Russell because if you ever go back and see those grainy films, he's better. He's a better offensive player than you think. He can run like a gazelle. Like, And also, I question whether or not he was big enough to play in the league now. I forgot he was 6'10". Like, now, he's a little light, but you got to imagine with modern-day weight training, he would be bigger. You know what I'm saying? He would be heavier. And then, yes, he has – I'll tell you this, too. Think about this. My argument for all these players is, were they the best player for multiple years? He was the best player in the league for realistically 10 out of 11 championships. That's got to be put on the top 10, even though it was from an earlier era. Um I think, you know, and Winter has to be part of it. But forget this. He also coached the team. Yes. I mean, point. He was yeah. a player coach for a little bit. First, I mean, I believe he's probably – he's the first black coach in the NBA. Got to um, be. You know, it's – yes, it's some nostalgia and it's some like trying to be a little bit of a, a sports nerd. But by the same token, he was a great basketball player and really changed – took a horizontal game and made it vertical. And that's, you know – I'm about evolutionary change, and Bill Russell was the evolutionary change. No doubt. Well, we're going to see some evolutionary change here with the next couple guys on your list. Uh, But before we get into it, number eight on Adam's list, we'll see later on Mathis's, but we need to take a break and get a word from Anchor, who sponsors our show. And we are back. We hope that uh, you take advantage like these fellas did and create a, a separate podcast, a little spinoff. They created Dr. Ty and the Colonel. Uh, Mathis is Dr. Ty uh, because he has a doctorate and wears a tie to work. And the Colonel is Adam because he has a lot of Colonel. <laughs> Very rude. I was actually about to give a shout out to our esteemed buddy who used the Anchor app to start his own <laughs> podcast, uh, Short Stories of Black History. Yes. So, thank you very much. Short stories of black history. Please listen to that. Um, on Anchor, thank you. On Anchor, yep. Um, uh, Amandre Johnson uh, started that, and the first episode, they talk about the state song of Virginia and uh, how that relates uh, with black history in that state. And I, I know very soon they have some other great uh, scheduled episodes, and I'm excited to listen to them all. And I'm going to be honest, I think he would probably be a better moderator than me after listening to his voice. Well, he has a man's voice. That's the biggest difference. Okay, moving on. Let's start <laughs> with number seven on Mathis' list. We talked about a guy who changed the game with his style of play. Number seven for Mathis, Steph Curry. I mean, I don't see how – now, granted, his career is not over. But my thing is, if you look at Steph, Steph makes – like, changes basketball. It becomes positionless basketball. Like, he has eliminated back-to-the-basket players. Like, if you're a center now that can't face up, you can't play. I mean, it's – it's. I think you have to give that to him. He's a he's a two-time MVP, which is more than Kobe Bryant is. Um, Kobe wow. Lillard. Yeah. yeah. You know, three-time NBA champion. Here's the thing. They didn't have to have Kevin Durant. They would have no. been just fine. I mean, they, you know, it's – I think when you look at him, like, I don't see how you cannot put Steph Curry on the list. And I'll tell you this, too, the ability – people don't think enough about his defense. Like, dude plays both in the court. Um, I'm, I'm super impressed with him because he's not a crazy physical specimen, but he can shoot – he is – y'all hear me? Sorry. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think what you said was that he would he he plays both ends of the court, and he's not a physical specimen, so that that makes uh, his reign more impressive. Oh yeah, and I say and, and the best pure shooter I've ever seen, the best pure I've ever seen. I wanted. To, I was going to put him on my list, but the person I put at number seven is just to troll you and see how red you get when I say it, because uh, he would have also been my number seven. But, um, dude, Steph Curry, if you just look at the influence he's just had on the game right now that trickled down all the way to high school, think about this. When he started playing, every cat you watch play high school basketball started pulling up and taking threes, whether they could shoot a three or not. Yep. I mean, I'm serious. Everybody's a shooter now. It also kind of changes, like, the way kids are playing basketball. Like, now you want to be someone who can handle the ball a little bit better and not just, like, I'm just a beast. I'm going to go dunk the hill out of it. Like, you're looking for someone who can really, like, move up and down the court the way Steph Curry can. And he's also exemplified the analytics of the more threes you take, the better off you are. Yeah. He started money, like money ball basketball. I mean, Daryl Morey was doing it before, but they changed the game's math so much. Like true shooting percentage is the definite is was built for Steph Curry. Like the idea that, you know, you get that the, the chance that making a three is way more important is, is more efficient than anybody dunking the basketball. Yes. Adam, tell them who your sure. number seven is. Uh, did we do our number eight? Your eight is later, I said. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, my number seven, Allen Iverson. You know, I almost put that Aiden is... on my list. And it was funny, I owned the AI uh, Reebok visor that uh, had where you could put your key in it. Like, I had that because, you know, I lived, cause, cause, you know, I lived in the projects, had a key to my house, like a single key. I had totally. Totally. I but, had the uh, AI shoes. You can, I would say this, Allen Iverson changed the attitude of the NBA in the 90s. Certainly. The early, the early 2000s, actually. But, you know, I mean, it's not a bad pick, except for he was, like, allergic to winning. Oh, dude, he, you know, he, he took Duty Larry Brown and a bad 76ers team to the NBA Finals, but, like – in terms of freak athletes who have played in the NBA, you got to put him up as like one of the best athletes overall to ever play in the NBA. Well, and you talk about playing hard. Like, yes. he took a beating. Like, they should have re- arrested people for what they did to him night in, night out, and with no help. He had that, what was that center they had with that guy, that ball headed dude? Geiger. Matt Geiger is your the second best player. Eric Seriously? Snow. Eric oh. Snow was up, you know, he had um, Clarence Witherspoon. He did get to play with Dikembe Mutombo for a little bit. That's always fun. Everybody plays with him for a year. You can't see me right now, but I'm, I mean, people can't, can't see me right now, but I'm doing the Mutombo finger wag because that is uh, – and, and I, the thing is, I like – people talk about LeBron's carrying a god-awful team to the finals with that, for, with that Cleveland team he took that first – that second year. Yes. Allen Iverson dragged an equally butt team to the NBA finals and took a game off the Lakers. Yes, and, and and peak 2000 Lakers, too. Yep. Like, the height of their powers. I think they won that game on the road, too. It was the very, it was the first game because the question was, were the Lakers rusty? And to which Shaq to which <coughs> then proceeded to absolutely murder people underneath the basket. Well, he's getting guarded by Matt Geiger. So. <laughs> and Matt Geiger's not even a notable omission on my list, and Shaq made it. So, all right, moving on. All right, we're at number six on Mathis' list. We'll see later on Adam's. Number six on Adam's list is number five on Mathis' list, Larry Bird. Go ahead, sir. Larry Bird gives hope to all red, white people that one day you too can play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, imagine if he had really – he was the great shooter and they had – Eventually had three point line, but early on he didn't like specialize in the three point shot. Like that was kind of like that came kind of later. Um, you know, three point shot doesn't come around until the what eighties. I mean, it, it was it was there it was there, but he didn't grow up playing with it. I don't think they had three. I don't know that they had three point line when he played in the cop. In the I don't think he had it when he was at Illinois. Where was he at? Uh, in, Illinois, what? Indiana, Indiana State. State. Indiana State. Sycamore, Where, yeah. The story of the fact that he was supposed to go play, that he went to go play for uh, Bobby Knight and couldn't hack it, he wasn't tough enough, tells you about uh, how mean and awful a person Bobby Knight is. Oh, Bobby Knight's a monster. Hey, but that's neither here nor there. 
also great evaluator of talent. Let me let what is arguably the best player of the era like not not play on my team because I'm a dick. Yes. <laughs> the first the first game the three point line was used was Larry Bird's first game as an NBA player. Really? Really? I yeah. learned something today. So obviously he's not. I mean, it's not something he specialized in. Could you imagine had he actually been like that? Been part of the game? Grow, grow up with a three point line, Larry Bird. It wasn't even until 1986 the NCAA adopted it. And I tell you, how about they first used it? Oh no, no, no! They adopted it after the NCAA tournament in '86, and then it got to use the next year. Yeah, okay. I think the eight. That's an that's an ABA thing. I think. I think. Yes, it's 1961. Like it started. They, yeah, they, they had it, and it eventually trickled in, kind of like how we'll get rid of kickoffs like the XFL did in, in the NFL. That's happening, boys. Yeah. The next 10 I years. like the XFL kickoff. I was cool with it. Yeah, I, yeah. I also like the um, uh, Alliance kickoff, where you just started with the ball at a certain point, and if you won the onside, it was an offensive play. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's one of the things, Larry Bird, though, I'll tell you what, I didn't get enough credit. His passing ability, like his awareness on the like watch that 86 team which you could argue one of the best teams ever with Bill Walton and him like just the ability to see the holes in the court and like he throws several passes where like you couldn't have seen that guy there you just kind of you just kind of felt him and just knew where the ball was supposed to go and just it's amazing not kind of the fact that one night he said I'm bored I'm shooting everything left-handed and put up 40. <laughs> Which I also contend tells you about a little bit about how competitive the league. Everybody tells about how tough the league was back then. Could you imagine LeBron James or anybody else or Steph Curry going, no, do not play left-handed. We no. can win like that. No. <laughs> All right, so God, number man. five, number five on Adam's list, we'll see higher on Mathis's. But number six on Mathis's list is number four on Adam's list, and this is Bird's rival. So this worked out very well. Our man Scott and Walter Burrow is best friends with this cat, Magic Johnson. I'll tell you why I have him lower than you. Go ahead. Uh, my problem with Magic Johnson is one is that he was surrounded by so much talent that I think even more so than probably Bird. Um, because I think work and people forget James Worthy was considered the, one of the best college players ever in the history of the game. Wasn't he picked higher than uh -huh. MJ? Yeah, I mean, no, he was. I'm not sure. He might have been a one. Um, but Kareem, I, I just you know he had what is arguably the best center to ever play up to that point. Um. He was a five-time champion, three-time MVP, and you know what? Number six isn't a bad place to be. I just don't think he's higher than who I have. I, um, he, he, he is the first of the six nine guards. I will say And I, I will – here's the thing, though. I don't think you can fault him for the Lakers building a solid team around him. You know what I mean? And take away from his talent and his ability. I think you got to put him as one of the top five guys. If, you're, if we're talking about just like who is the best – well, I can't read that. In terms of who is the best, I think you have to put him – in the top five category. Well, but I'll say this too. He was a garbage defender. I mean, a garbage Didn't care. Did not care. Defender. Like, they were just going to outscore you. And then my thing, my top five, I feel like everybody in my top five is a pretty damn, is a pretty damn good two-way player. Like, I mean, I just, I, I feel like, and what's funny, you talk, you hear about like, you know, he, you know, he would get steals. That's because he wasn't playing his man. And this dude would go off and they would just like hope they, I think it was him and, uh, I can't remember who it was. It might be him and Bird. He was like, we're just going to let them both score 40 and just we'll see who else wins other than that. Like, and that's my problem with Magic. But, again, four and six is not too far away. No, from it's not. <laughs> Magic Johnson also provided us the greatest uh, gift of all time. Ain't going to be here. Ain't going to be here. Love that. All right. So, But the worst talk show of all time, all the Magic Hour. Oh. That's so bad. I don't even know what that is. I'll be Googling that later. 12 episodes. Watch Howard Stern eviscerate Magic Johnson on television. I know what I'll do today after four. Oh, it's <laughs> after four. Correct. After four, because it's 6 a.m. right now. We're doing it before hours. Exactly. We have to get this done before work starts at eight. So, all right. Number four on Mathis' list is number eight on Adam's list, and that is Kareem Abdul Lou Alcindor Jabbar. 
going ahead because I know you have been wanting to give Kareem like the credit that was due because I think when we talked about NCAA, we didn't get to talk about him enough. So going ahead. First of all, Kareem, let me say it first. Personality-wise, I understand we don't like Kareem. But to I this, love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar held the scoring record forever. Like, that cat was still playing at a – he was averaging, I think, 25 or 30 points when he was, like, 40-something years old. Like, he kept himself in amazing shape. Like, and, and he looked lanky, but he was super strong. Like, dude is, I mean, amazing player. And really takes over as the big man in basketball, like all of basketball. And he gets a bad rap because he was kind of mean and surly, and that's just who he was, and he was quiet. Um, you know, he could have been he could have been what Shaq became, you know, but he just didn't have that personality. He's a six-time most valuable player. Yeah. That means six times in the league he was considered the best possible player in the league. I mean, it's you know. And he played forever. You know, yeah. you, he was tough as nails. I mean, you know, and everybody talks about the idea that game when Magic took over and they won the title and, you know, Magic made the sky hook and all that. <coughs> but people forget that Kareem put them in the position to win the that game before. I mean, it's, you know, he had what was arguably the most unblockable shot in basketball, the sky hook. Yeah, because it's so above everyone. Yeah, and it was and it, yeah, you say it's mechanical, but it was automatic. And not only that, I tell you what else about him, which is why he, I put him above Shaq. He he could make a free throw, like he took it as part of his job that you have to be able to make those free throws, and you're going to get hacked. And he did, which is one of my biggest arguments against Shaq was, and they talk about how hard he worked on him and stuff. But you know what? If you know that's your Achilles, he'll find a way to fix it. And Kareem did. <laughs> He ne- Shaq never got better and always had that weakness to his craft where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it's very hard to find, to like poke holes in his playing ability or his style. Also, 69 to 89. <laughs> Good God. Hey, and all that, in 89, they called a play, all right, or excuse me, in 88, they called a play for their 40-year-old center at the end of the game to win it. Yes. Because he's the most guaranteed two point. Bill Simmons said it best. The most guaranteed two points in the league is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Ten-time All-NBA first team. Five-time NBA All-Defensive team. Like, 19-time All-Star. 19 times. That's insane. You sold me. He should be higher. (laughs) Yeah. And you also argue that he's the first. Um, player to use his star power to push for a trade to the team he wants to go to. Now that every now every player does that, Bet, you could. Best story ever, though. ABA NBA Kareem's coming out. I read this in Bill Simmons' book. NBA ABA Kareem's coming out. The ABA Kareem wants to play in the ABA because it's in, they were going to take him to New York. He was going to play with Julius Irving. Ooh. They get a million-dollar certified check to prove they're serious. And George Mikan doesn't take the check out of the briefcase after the presentation. So Kareem got pissed and went to the NBA. Wow. Mistakes were made. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Adidas now with MJ. They're like, man, if we could just made him a shoe. Oh, that was the best part of that was one of the best parts of the Jordan documentary. All the Adidas people being like, "Every day I'm sad because we missed out on that." Hey, have y'all watched Soul Man the Thirty for Thirty when like he when he's told he was working for Adidas and told LeBron James if he didn't get a hundred million dollars that he was that that was an insult, <laughs> and then Adidas didn't give him a hundred million dollars, and so he signed with Nike. <laughs> Adidas, 0 for 2 on the greatest of all time. Which is a shame because if you wear all the different shoe brands, they got the most comfortable shoe. Yeah, and people will argue that. But the thing is, are you wearing an Adidas basketball shoe? You know, if, if history changes itself, does the, does the Air Jordan sell as much as the Air Adidas? Branding is more important than the actual product. Oh, absolutely. Let's be real. They're all pretty much the same. 
Except Under Armour. They're like made for people with weird, narrow feet. I don't get them. Yeah, they hurt my health. I, I enjoyed my time being at an Under Armour school, but yeah, Under Armour shoes are not. The shoes hurt. Like they physically hurt your feet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I have not perfected that yet. So, I spent five years basically doing foot binding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Number three on Mathis' list is number five on Adams. I know Mathis has been ready to argue this one all day. That's Tim. Duncan. I'm going to go ahead with a disclaimer and say that Tim Duncan's my favorite NBA player of all time. So go on ahead before you tear in. Tim Duncan's the best power forward of all time. Like, there's all that is ever a question. I mean, five NBA championships, and he was the best player in every single one of them. Like, I mean, it's super cerebral. I mean, dude is an absolute monster. And I don't think gets the credit because, again, he was quiet. And he just went about his business. But, I mean, and he played for the same team. He played for those first teams that were super unselfish. But tell me there was a better player on that. Was he ever not the best player on their team? No. No. And they won five titles, including a title over a super team. Like, they went in there and took freaking LeBron James's candy money. Like, absolutely. And I will argue that LeBron didn't play that bad in that, that finals that, you know, Wade was way worse. But, you know, they went in there and they, because they got beat the year before, and then they went in there and absolutely demolished them. And it wasn't an accident. And he's a big reason why. You could argue Kawhi was the best player for that team, though. I still think, I think you look at, and you could, and they, I, you know what, you're absolutely right for that championship. Probably could have been there. But I still think Duncan, I think the argument can be made for Duncan there. I think, I mean, he was the rebounding defensive force. Even when he wasn't scoring, he was impacting the game and because of his, his ability to play defense and lock down the post. You know who has benefited more of Tim Duncan's career than anyone? Robert Ory. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Robert, Robert, another person, if you want to argue rings. If you go by championships, you have to put Robert Ory in that category. Robert Ory is ahead of our top two. And our top, well – it was it was Robert Ory and Latrell Sprewell both played basketball at Alabama at the same time. Wow. Yeah. No, nobody has nobody has ruined more people's bet, betting lines than Robert Ory. Like, oh, Robert Ory, who is solid all game, will all of a sudden pull up with three and just drain one to ruin. Like someone's gotten their thumbs cut off because of Robert Ory. <laughs> all right. So number three on Adam's list is number. Whoa. Dude, how do you put Kobe Bryant 10? He wasn't the best player on three cha- out of five championships. He wasn't the best player in three of them. You think Shaq is better than Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I do. I honestly do. Absolutely. He was not he wasn't he won one MVP the whole time he was in the league. He's not he wasn't the best player in the league one time. I, I don't I don't I think Kobe's top ten player. I don't doubt that. But I'm telling you, he you people talk about like like LeBron needs help. They went and got him the best small forward in the league in Ron Artest, the best six man in the league in Lamar Odom. They went and got him uh, Paul Gasol, who was the best center in basketball for him to win those two last two championships. Like I and I you know and I'll never get over the fact that he broke up what could have broken Jordan's legacy. The the two thousand Lakers could have absolutely won seven championships if he could have gotten out of his own way. I'm I'm just shooketh right now that you think he's ten, not even top five. I don't think I don't think he's better than. I think Steph Curry is the, was a better player. For you are insane. No respect. Yeah, I said it. I said it. And I went on the internet, and was bad as I was, I wasn't sure enough about it that I went on the internet and looked up. <laughs> you had to go research, like, hey, how many MVPs does he have? Hey, I looked up, I looked up reasons Kobe Bryant was not a top five player because I wanted to make sure somebody agreed with me, and there were several articles about it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, he does, he does get a bump for recent events, um, as anyone does in a situation like that. It's very sad what happened, but he is, he's definitely way higher than freaking ten. Don't I? I would not. I'm telling you now. If you said you set up my list, I would not take him above any of those other guys. I would not. I don't. Wow. I, he he gets a bump. I, he he played through kind of a crappy era, 
Like he just wasn't. I mean, I he if he'd have beat, I'll tell you this: if he had beaten those the Celtics, if he had beaten the Celtics team every time, I might feel differently. But I don't. I don't. He was not better than Ray Allen in the first Celtics series. Whoa! He wasn't. He wasn't. All right, moving on. We're into the top two. Oh, I didn't hear – Gamble hadn't told me why Kobe Bryant is higher on his list. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time. Dude, he, he's fourth all-time in scoring. He's a dominant basketball player. He's the Black Mamba. Like, yeah. he, might be, he might be one of the, if not the most dominant dude of the early 2000s. He's the first a, player to take down one of the, a super team. Dude, if you're drafting – all right, you have the first pick, and it's Duncan and Kobe Bryant. Who are you picking? Duncan. Absolutely Duncan. No, you're not. He would not – he wouldn't torpedo my team. He'd play on both sides. I'd take – I'm telling you, I would. Absolutely. No doubt. No chance in – you wouldn't give up Kobe Bryant for Tim Duncan. And keep in mind, Tim Duncan is my favorite player. <laughs> would not. I would not. Absolutely. I'd, t- I'd still take Tim Duncan. I would. Absolutely. This is, this, this is the most heated argument we've ever had on the Perlo podcast. And I don't give a crap about basketball, and I'm furious about this. I, I, I can confirm that he doesn't give a crap about basketball because at my wedding, he told somebody, nobody watches that crap. She was dating an NBA player, too. Yeah, that was a good – Hey, look here. Adam's, Adam's love of Andy Griffith causes more pain in this podcast. Oh, by the way, speaking of Andy Griffith, you're about to get a really hateful email from my brother. He is in the, he's in the process right now because he thinks you're a moron. Of going through all the Andy Griffith Show episodes and marking where they actually go fishing because that's your big complaint, and his list is growing every day. <laughs> all right. It's real simple for everyone to know who the top two are. It's LeBron and MJ. I'm going to let them argue which one's number one and which one's number two, because, and then I'll be the tiebreaker. Go ahead. After you, sir. I got LeBron one, Michael two. Um, and I know people disagree with that because I'm going to tell you this. LeBron James is the greatest physical specimen I've ever seen in my entire life because they list him at 250. He's really about 270. Um, and, you know, they talk about his record in the final. May, I can't think of but maybe twice that his team was better in the finals than who they played. Like – the, heat. the Miami, those the first the two Heat championships they were better they were the better team. They were better than the Mavericks and lost. Yes, they were much better than the Mavericks and lost, and got like physically beat up by the Mavericks too. Yeah, they got they got beat. And there's no question. And Nowitzki went out there and, and took them and absolutely took them over. And I I chalked that up to if you want to make the argument <laughs> that they did that they that he blew a chance, sure, absolutely, no question, but. The fact that he's dragged those teams there nine times deserves something. Like, Michael Jordan, LeBron doesn't get outed in the first round, which is something that has happened to Michael Jordan a couple times. Like, and you want to talk about, like, the teams that – that first Cleveland team that he dragged to the – I give him a lot of respect and credit for that Cleveland team that he got there because they were god-awful. Hey, and the one – and I, I watched this – he's not clutch. When you look at Le- – when somebody actually broke it down, like, sabermetrically, LeBron gets better in the finals. And, t- and, in, ga- and in elimination games, gets better where Jordan did not. He also has more uh, clutch shots than Jordan does. He does, absolutely. And you know what's funny? A better defender. When you when – you, LeBron James early in his career – like he and there's no doubt Jordan and Jordan was a great defender, but Scotty was better. LeBron James, the best defender on his team in every finals appearance while carrying all the offensive load. These are all good points. I mean, These are all I, fine points. And the thing is, but, I, I feel kind of like Stephen A does to say Michael Jordan's the second best basketball player of all time is not an insult. You know, what I mean, no, but I, I still believe Jordan is number one. Okay, why? The wins, more MVPs, and also I, I think Jordan is just a better all-around player. And you say that LeBron is a better defender. I don't think LeBron is a better defender than Jordan. On the ball, I, I'm t- LeBron's a lockdown guy. LeBron's much more of the Scottie Pippen mold than Jordan was. And I'll tell you this, LeBron's done it with a different cast. 
People talk about, you know, he created the super team. This was the second or third. It's and and I see. Oh crap! Go back to your, back, start your. Argument. I'm sure the argument was great. I couldn't hear any of it. Oh great! Y'all hear me now? By the way, for the record, before we edit this out, the only reason I picked Jordan number one is because I knew we would all pick LeBron number one. It's more interesting if we disagree. You might hear me? Yeah. Gotcha. Get me back. All right. So I'll continue my vehement denial. Did y'all hear the Scottie Pippen part? Kind of. Yeah. Start right. your argument over about. All right. My thing is, is that Scotty Pippen was the second or third best player in the league when Jordan was playing. I mean, like, he – again, he – name another – the dream team. Yes, Stockton and Malone were on it together, but realistically, Pippen was the fourth pick. So, they go Jordan, Bird, uh, Magic, and then Scotty comes in fourth. Like, the fourth best pl- – the fourth guy? On the dream team. <laughs> On the dream team. On the be- on the best, yeah, because Johnson and Bird are out of the league. So that means he's the second best player. Okay. Let's go through the U.S. Olympic teams when LeBron has been in the league and look at how many of his teammates have been on the league- team. Kyrie once, Wade. But they weren't the fourth pick off the team. Like, I'm, when they talk about when they picked them, the fourth guy. So the whole argument that LeBron is better than Jordan is based on the fact that his teammate got picked fourth for no, no, no. the Olympics. The argument LeBron is better is my eyes. The fact that I watch him and go, I'm, honestly, right now, do you honestly believe that Michael Jordan could lock down LeBron? Absolutely, I do. You I totally believe that. He would eat him. He would absolutely eat him. I 100%, if they played each other, Jordan would lock down LeBron. Here, here's 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 – the only thing for my argument why LeBron's better. When LeBron leaves a team, they go to the lottery. When MJ retires and leaves a team, they go to the second round. Fair point. Hey, and let's not forget this too. Michael Jordan, we might have to forget that Washington thing ever happened, but awful. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I'm not, I'm not holding Washington against him. He, he but here's the thing. To, he won to train Kwame. Yeah, well, first of all, we won't even talk about how bad LeBron's a better general manager, and he's not even a general manager yet because <laughs> LeBron built his own teams. Like, what's really sad, though, is they were going to absolutely win the title this year and didn't get a chance to yep. because that, that Anthony Davis, LeBron James – That's a big move. Yep. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, was, that was a ring. That, that's that was a big one. And to be honest with you, the beat, beating the Warriors with that Cavaliers team, that should count as two or three rings right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and everybody wants to give that up like Kyrie won that game for him. He made a big shot. No, I, even, even I will give it up. LeBron against Golden State, the way he played, I mean, even defensively the way he played in that game, one, probably the best performance in the final. Yeah. That block shot. Yeah. The block shot alone. So, wrap hey, it up. Who is who has ever won any title in Cleveland ever in any sport? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Yeah, that's it. Jim Brown. Jim Brown and LeBron James. That's it. That's pretty pretty good list. All right. So let's wrap up. Let's wrap it up. The most notable omission is the logo Jerry West and uh, Mathis and Adam. Uh, Math- and we left Doctor J off the list. Yeah, that's true. You know his, his AB. We said NBA players, and his who didn't have that long ABA. Time. He was an ABA guy mostly. Ooh. So, uh, Mathis had LeBron number one, and Adam had MJ number one. All right. Our next episode, uh, we will do uh, next week at some point. We're, we realized we were pumping out too much content by going every four or five days, and we we're like, holy crap, we might run out of topics at some point. Uh, to which my list of topics keeps building every time I see something on the internet or someone talks about something. So I don't, I don't think we will. That's good. Make the show last forever. You get creative with it. Warzone update. All right. Warzone update. I will go ahead and shame myself. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. We must do this for the, for, I mean, 
Because Adam Gamble <laughs> is now in second place. Yes. You know, Someone has dropped to third. You know, sometimes you look at the pathetic and the weak and the vulnerable and you say, should you crush them? And I say, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you have magic bald head powers now. That's Indeed. We're, we're cruising since I changed my name and shaved the head. The hair was holding me back. You're hot. You are hot. The hair was holding me back. Let, but let's not. But let's not forget who is who is now and is forever numero uno. It's because you've been bald longer. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I need to shave my head. Is what I've learned from the last. I don't know if you have the head to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Let me let me see. Let me turn. We're we're zooming this thing. Now you can pull it off. You can do it. Go for it. Join us. I'm already my my hairline's already running a little bit. So. Would you like you like you were on Fight Club? That would be great. Like first monkey shot in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know Matt in Lake City is is broke his computer, so he might not listen to this part or his phone at, at this point. But if you want to contact us and argue why MJ is better than LeBron, or or how you agree that LeBron is the greatest of all time, because he is. He is. Yeah, why not? Contact us at perlopodcast at gmail.com, P-E-R-L-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Or if you have the kind of time in your life to count the number of times they fish in Andy Griffiths, uh, make sure you can send that to us. He's got the time. I know you have that time, too. <laughs> oh, he does it because every day he's busy from 8 to 4. Is he really? Look at him. Yeah. Hey, also, that's, why we're, that's why we're doing this at 630. Duh. Oh, yeah, it is. It's 651 right now. Pacific. So, um, you can also contact us on Twitter, Perlo underscore podcast. You can contact us there. You can follow our individual accounts on Twitter. But we appreciate you listening to Perlo Podcast, top 10 lists of South Carolina Low Country. And we look forward to hearing from you and having you listen to us next week. Everyone, have a great day. Adios. <laughs>